0: Incoming Chat. Hello, everyone, and welcome one more time to Incoming Chat, the H2H business communication podcast by Live Chat. If you learned something new today, you know what to do. Just go and like this video, subscribe to our channel. And today we're going to be talking, again, about communication, but from the perspective of a startup that deals with medical issues. Um, Actually, it's, it's more complicated than that. But one of the key things that they have to do is just to earn the trust of the people who's buying the product, and that's what we're going to talk today with Rafał Samborski. Rafał, great to have you in the show.
1: Great to be here.
0: Thank you. Rafał is the CEO of CardioMatics. Is going to tell you. Uh, he's going to tell us a little bit more about the company later. Uh, but um, I just want to get a little bit, a little feeling about your background, like how, how you end up becoming the CEO of CardioMatics.
1: Yeah. So uh, my background is purely technical. Uh, I did my PhD in what it's called digital signal processing Uh, nowadays uh, you would say data science Uh, so i I did research on speech recognition Uh, quite fast i recognized that the university is not the best place for me Uh, so uh, i decided to um, start my own business and um, i encouraged one of my colleagues from from university, Mariusz Mosior, uh, and, yeah, we decided to mm, do what we did uh, at that time, meaning uh, digital signal processing, but for uh, commercial uh, partners. And quite soon we re- realized that medical field is the most uh, interesting and most challenging. Is it, that, so, that's that's the thing. It's,
0: it's very interesting, but it's very, like you said, it's very challenging, and we had... Yeah. Um, we had the the CEO of Informatica not too long ago here too, just um, discussing how, like the main challenges. And the one that we recognize the most is is trust. And before we That's get correct. to to dig in on how you create a language behind it, um, you you manage a few businesses before, right? You, you, uh, Cardiomatic is not your first uh, vent- uh, venture.
1: No, no. So uh, historically, uh, it's my first uh, company. All right, uh, my first company uh i would not say failed but it, it wasn't a huge success uh my second company was was uh, related to to medical devices uh and cardiomatics uh is uh, our third company and uh, staying in medical field but uh touching i would say the most interesting uh area meaning artificial intelligence so it's uh Somewhere on intersection of artificial intelligence, medical, and, and digital signal processing.
0: And when you, when you think of uh, creating something like this, right, you have the idea of what you can do technically. I mean, you, you have a technical background. So you know, for example, in this case, you can turn ECGs into uh, actionables, into something that people can understand, uh, either doctors or patients, and I'll get there in a second. But you have to create a brand too you have to sell something you're not just selling your technology and going away um so how what what was the first step of of starting starting creating something that is sellable
1: yeah so uh that wasn't obvious in the beginning that we need to have a brand Uh, so believe me or not but the first uh, name of cardiomatics was ECGC library and that was that was not uh, very sexy was, not very sexy not very sexy and but uh, uh, we managed to find our first investor uh, just just having that unsexy name but yeah yeah for for engineers uh, Marius is also engineer uh, it, it's not obvious uh, since they want to, to build uh, own brand mm. and uh, we we talk a little bit about trust. And I think that those two things are highly related, uh, meaning that brand and awareness and uh, social proof, basically, is one of the best way to build trust, not only in consumer products, uh, but uh, surprisingly also in medical field. Uh, We we, uh, are still a small company, uh, but in in germany uh we already have some awareness on the market and i need to say that it's the best uh, possible way to build trust and to to gain traction uh, when when people uh see uh that other people are using cardiomatics when we are able to um when we don't need to explain to everyone what cardiomatics is so uh for us, it was surprising that that brand can be so meaningful also in medical and actually quite technical field.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we've seen it before. We we had guests with with very um, and I'm not calling your product unsexy, but we have pr- uh, people with uh, with something that I mean, products that are very hard to make sexy. I mean, and and when you're talking about AI behind uh, medical uh, fields. That's something that became very hot, right? Everybody yeah. wants to somehow get their hands into it. But um, I noticed that you guys focus on one very specific thing, with ECGs, electrocardiograms. And, um, but who's your main customer? Who's, who's the one buying your product?
1: So um, it's easier to talk about users because uh, in healthcare, users are not necessarily customers. So let's start from users. So our users are always healthcare professionals. So what's uh, what's important to mention is that cardiomatics is a medical device. Still being a cloud-based software, we are at the same basket as uh, ECG machines, halter machines, ambulatory equipment. So um, this uh, means that um, Currently, uh, the product is used only by healthcare professionals. It's not product for patients or product for uh, people that don't have medical background. Of course, it can change in future. Uh, We we, we can see that uh, in some moment, people will be interested, patients will be um, interested in having access to that kind of software, but today, our users are professionals. Cool. Uh, so, would what, what you
0: call it a B? Is a B two B basically, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's 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 correct. And among those uh, users, we see two main groups. Uh, first of all, cardiologists, obviously, so people who do a lot of uh, examinations, people who have a lot of patients to treat, and cardiomatics for them is. Uh, basically a way to make day work more efficient. So instead of spending time analyzing uh, ECGs manually, they can basically use our software to make uh, all the manual work for them. That's, that's the first uh, most basic group of users. Surprisingly, and this is kind of trend that is emerging, uh, we see more and more general practitioners using our software and uh, we found out that for them it's not the way to make work more efficient is basically unlocking new diagnostic possibilities so for general practitioners it wasn't possible to read ecgs or read halter examinations they don't have background They don't have expertise. They have to send it to someone else, right? They need to send them to to cardiologists. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So uh, what is happening right now is that we see more and more primary care um, places that are interested in our software. And currently, more than half of our users are general practitioners.
0: All right. So So it's it's been evolving in a way, right?
1: Yeah. So this is uh, when we are talking about users when it comes to customers, uh, meaning people who pay yeah, for, exactly, for who this, pay the bill or who, uh, who, who have uh, money for that, uh, it is a little bit more complicated. Uh, our software is mm, part of the uh, medical procedure. so uh, our software can be financed from the reimbursement Uh, so in the end typically it's a payer insurance uh, national payer uh, or some other entity who pay for the examination. Mm -hmm. Uh, This money can go through the uh, hospital itself but in our case sometimes this money goes through hardware manufacturer uh, or some other partner that uh, distribute our software. Okay. So when it comes to customer side, it's a little bit more complicated. Uh, but in the end of the day, uh, the money for cardiomatic service are somewhere in the healthcare system.
0: Okay. So uh, you do have sort of, um, like you said, you have the user, and you have the whoever pays for the bill, right? Uh, but. You still need to convince the user somehow. So you you definitely have to figure out two different approaches. Um, I'm guessing for example, if you if you talk a classic B2B, you'll have someone going to knock on the door in the hospitals and, and have a, a real chat, a real conversation with with all the benefits. But you still have to reach the other the actual user and make it sexy for them to well, I wanna agree with what with the tools that they're giving me. So um when you when you started your plan, okay, you have the product. You know who are your customers. Well, what was the first approach? Did you direct everything uh, your communications to the hospital, or like to sort of let's say the payer, or you try to convince from the bottom up? What, what was the first um, the first thing you guys did?
1: Yeah. So uh, let me start from the uh, way we build trust uh, and. Uh, it's uh, 2 p.m. now when we are talking and I had like three uh, conversations with customers today uh, until, until 2 p.m. And I think that I used word trust like 100 times. <laughs> so uh, trust is uh, probably the m- most popular word in our conversations, especially early when, when we need to um, convince uh, partner or, or end user that we are reliable service Uh, so there are at least three possibilities or three uh, tools that we can use to build trust Uh, first of all uh, there is regulatory so as a medical device we need to go through very uh, detailed and very strict procedures when launching product to the market There are independent uh, entities called uh, notification body that uh, check everything inside of the company both product wise and uh, also uh, security wise and regulatory wise uh, to be sure that medical devices that are launched to the market fulfill all the requirements just to give you um overview as cardiomatics we need to fulfill approximately 20 different regulations technical security and data protection and so on so there are many different documents that we constantly analyze but that that becomes proof
0: right like uh, if you have those that's something that you can show to your customer
1: yes that's that's you know that's kind of stamp Mm -hmm. that software has And this stamp is kind of a door opener. So when going to hospital or going to another uh, medical institution, we can say there was independent uh, body that assessed that we are meeting all those requirements. And here is a paper with stamp and uh, uh, it it, it builds uh, this initial trust that we are not... a uh, fitness application, yep. we are not, uh, I don't know.
0: You're uh, not a cosmetic thing, you're actually th- a real... Just,
1: yeah, that's correct. So that, that that we are real medical device. Mm. Second uh, part of this uh, trust-building process is uh, through clinical studies or clinical collaborations. So it's always good to have um, well-known institutions that use your software or can uh, testify that they uh, that the software uh, is uh, reliable this this testimonial can be business testimonial it can be a paper in a a journal it can be um, presentation on the conference in our case we have close collaboration with Uh, universities and universities hospitals across Europe, Uh, two major um, hospitals are um, university in Basel, Switzerland Mm -hmm. and uh, Warsaw Medical University here in Poland. And uh, by um, saying that our software is used in uh, Switzerland in medical research, it's Next, uh, let's say step of, 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 be, of building trust, uh, the uh, clinical community is quite sensitive when it comes to uh, that kind of uh, endorsement. So when they hear a popular professor on, or popular name uh, use this software for his study, it uh, it it gives additional credits to to trust uh, definitely, and th- trust. that's why
0: that's why I was asking you about the end user because it's not easy to convince doctors to change what they do for a new for a new tool, especially AI. And we we discussed yeah. that before in the show that there's always this sort of resilience of, uh, of I don't want to let my job be taken by AI, which is not what you guys are doing. You're basically supporting that, but there there has yes. to. The, the, I'm I'm sure there was some convincing to do. From the trust app to, to your um, to your end user, right?
1: Yes, yes, that's that's that that's correct. And uh, final uh, way to build trust is basically mm, most uh, efficient one. So it's hands on. We are very transparent in our uh, sales process, and we say, okay, so let's do simple experiment. You can send uh, examinations to Cardiomatics, and you can uh, assess the same examinations using the process that you currently have in your hospital, meaning manual interpretation. And we, can, we are completely fine in uh, doing that kind of head-to-head comparison, showing that we are at least as sensitive as a team of uh, experts or team of of cardiologists working in your hospital. And uh, this is kind of uh, ultimate proof, right? So uh, you can always think that uh, maybe the use case in this hospital clinic is uh, not a use case. You have, you you maybe not uh, be so sure about medical certification, but once you will see the you results see the from your own experts. You see the proof and, in your hand. And and uh, our software compared, it's basically the ultimate proof. So you, you 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 can assess if this if this is reliable enough for, for your for your particular case.
0: Now there was something you, you mentioned uh, when we started talking that you um you had a conversation with um customers yeah. So how, how many people works in Cardiomatics right now?
1: Uh, sorry, can you, can you repeat the question? Yeah, how,
0: how many people works in the company right now, in Cardiomatics? Uh,
1: how many people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, currently Cardiomatics uh, is 20 people.
0: Okay. And how many people are in charge of sales?
1: Yeah, so uh, out of those 20 people... Uh, people are uh, in sales and marketing team
0: and and my question now that, that I' ask you all this because I want to ask you are you still selling because this is something happens in, in most startups when like are you still part of the sales team basically
1: yeah yeah I, I think about myself as, as, as a part of sales team so uh, definitely this is this is the, the the part I'm now most focused on
0: so um, when companies get to talk to you, and you introduce yourself as the CEO of CardioMatics. Do you think that creates a, a different level of trust? Do you think, wow, is the boss, the big boss, is talking to us right now? Do you think that makes a difference? Mm, it's. I would not say that this is
1: about me being CEO. Uh, sometimes it, it, maybe there is a factor of. Uh, Okay, that's 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 the boss. We it it, it it's it's a serious thing, but uh, I think that still uh, I have uh, quite good knowledge of the product, uh, and at the same time I have the uh, biggest experience when it comes to let's say assess the needs or the requirements from the customer so w- what is happening during those conversations is that with my experience i can connect the dots uh, it is not uh, about as i said me being ceo but rather uh, three years of experience of having dozens of those conversations per week so um that's that's the way i see it mm-hmm. uh, uh sometimes uh it is also some technical background so uh, so you talk I, you talk, talk spent, the talk I, yeah i spent a couple of years doing research in in that field and when the mm, person on the other end is more technical i can also um uh, answer more uh you know deeper questions
0: now um let me go back to the branding of cardiomatics because i really like um i like the colors i like your logos there's, there's definitely work behind but um did you have someone to join the team and try to figure these things out or this is something you guys went uh, from scratch
1: so uh, as, as probably in most startups, the initial branding and initial uh, concept came from founders, meaning Marius and, and myself. And uh, this small initial team, uh, we have started as a very small team of five people. Uh, so th- that was the origin of this, of this current uh, branding. Uh, of course, we had professionals that Helped us to translate this initial vision into colors or um, uh, fonts and 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 uh, all the all the things that are around this uh, initial branding. But uh, as for today, we are, we are the the, the visionaries. Uh, probably sooner or later, uh, we will need to have someone uh, who will handle all those visuals uh and uh, uh maybe 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 mm, help us also with uh, uh with a strategy but as for now uh it's 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 coming from from the internal team we we do have mm, a marketing person uh for one year right now so uh we we haven't uh, had marketing people in the very beginning. We we hired first marketing person one year ago, and it helped a lot with content and with keeping with keeping all those things aligned. So that's that's the way how it works now.
0: And now, from from all the different approaches that you have, I mean, you have face to face meetings, you have uh, content creation. What are the things that they're working the best for for uh, for a medical brand like you guys? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh. The most efficient marketing is uh, definitely clinical marketing. So it is not, uh, we we don't explore it uh, as much as I would like to explore it uh, because we are still a small team. But uh, what we see as as, uh, having best research on investment Uh, Return on investment is um, clinical marketing. Clinical marketing meaning uh, testimonials from universities, uh, uh, being part of research projects, uh, international research projects. So that that kind of content or medical uh, marketing is what works best. Um, But at the same time, Uh, We don't want to forget about this uh, visual part. So I I saw many startups that um, are very good in papers and uh, clinical collaboration, but the visual part is uh, not as strong as it could be. What we hear from our users is that they love the design of our product so uh of course first they need to be convinced about the medical part but once they are convinced they really um uh, appreciate that the product is nice to use uh smooth and it's it was it is designed having this healthcare professional in the center of, of the product so no, and that, that's that's uh, don't, very don't, yeah, those two parts need to be um, developed in parallel.
0: That's very interesting that you that you mentioned that because um, even though um, and you could have the cure for cancer, but if you don't have a branding for that cure of cancer, nobody's going to take it. I mean, uh, even yeah. even if you look at now with COVID and and all the vac- this, different vaccines. Um, all these companies are promoting their vaccine they they, they they're doing marketing behind something as important so uh, that's, that's something important for the ones that are listening to is that, that doesn't matter what you're creating this this has to be a voice a visual a, a a message that is coherent with the with the customer experience um yeah
1: what what we found out is that uh, healthcare professionals love gadgets uh, probably more than uh, an average person. So uh, you will probably see more iPhone users among healthcare professionals than the average. You will see more um, uh, Apple uh, products users. I, I'm, I'm not endorsing Apple here. No, but it's But true. It, it, it says something about their approach to design and to products. So uh, it was uh, also surprising for us is that they care so much about the things that uh, are around them. And second thing was that it is completely not addressed by the big companies. So uh, I I recommend everyone to do very um, simple exercise. So go to Google, type Holter software. And go to images and you will see how the current halter software looks like it is like windows uh, (laughs) 3.1 design and um, somehow those uh, large companies missed this this part of the equation that that there are people that cares about design and 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 user experience
0: exactly and um well like like you said clinical clinical proof uh, or clinical studies that that's how your main tools uh, for marketing but What's the biggest challenge? What is the biggest challenge for you guys to uh, become mainstream, for example? It's just how, what are the, the biggest blockers that you guys are finding in, in, throughout your journey?
1: Yeah, so uh, I, I'm always uh, comparing uh, cardiomatics to uh, a car with uh, automated transmission, right? So uh, we, we, we live in the world uh, where all cars have manual transmission uh and people are used to uh using those cars uh with and car in cardiomatics we have a message that there is a better way to drive of course it it doesn't mean that you cannot drive a car with manual transmission but um, basically you will be more efficient and uh uh your your um, your work will be much more um efficient yeah. when 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 you would use automated transmission and uh, what we are what we see uh, is uh, mainly an argument that i drive that kind of car for 20 30 years and it works nice right and i i don't i don't need uh, to change so that's kind of Mm, The main challenge is uh, the status quo. We always done it that way. We always uh, done it this way. Uh, The most promising uh, way, the most promising um, channel uh, is uh, to uh, encourage people who uh, haven't use the car at all because they were afraid of manual transmission. So there is a big group of users out there that they would love to go outside of the city or, you know, drive a car, but they are afraid of manual transmission. They, they, they you know, it's too complicated for them. So, and what we believe in Cardiomatics is that probably this group of users is even bigger than current users of manual, manual transmission
0: cars. Does that, that's interesting. Like, instead of like trying to change the status quo, you're trying to create your own with people who are sort of in the blank at the moment. Like, yeah. I want to, but like, that, that's, a, that's a cool approach too. Um, Rafael, we're going to start closing the idea, but I really wanted to, uh, I want you to tell us more about what's the future for Cardiomatics. Where are you guys, where are you guys taking the company and what are your expectations for the next five years?
1: Yeah, so um, the current uh, status is that we have strong product, a uh, product that is used by hundreds of healthcare professionals across Europe. Uh, so uh, the product is ready to be scaled uh, across the continent. Uh, so uh, we will, uh, in upcoming months, uh, we will definitely be focused on business development. So currently we are, uh, extending our sales and marketing team to, to handle, uh, let's say wider pipeline of, uh, potential partners. And, uh, what we want to achieve is, uh, we want to have ten, 10 times bigger user, uh, base by the end of the next year. So that's All the right. plan for upcoming months. Of course, at the same time we will uh, improve the product both when it comes to algorithm, user experience, new features, but uh, definitely upcoming months uh, will be um, mainly related to business development. Uh, strategically, uh, uh, coming back to this, uh, to this uh, car analogy, we want to explore this uh, segment of the market that, is current, that currently don't own uh, cars. This is the, the most interesting part uh, for us. Uh, one of the promising uh, directions are general practitioners. So uh, we, we expect to have more and more users among general practitioners but, you know, healthcare is not limited only to uh, healthcare professionals. Uh, healthcare is mainly about patients. So, our ultimate goal uh, somewhere in the future is to be not only a tool for healthcare professionals, but to be closer to patients. Right mm-hmm. now, it's, it's, it's difficult to predict uh, how it will happen, but definitely that's for us, it's kind of ultimate goal yeah, to, of the to to democratize access to uh, cardiac diagnostics.
0: No, I mean that's that's amazing. I think I think I think it's probably one of the things that will change um, the world when people have access not uh, not for them to make decisions on their own, but to have direct access and understanding of what's happening with with their health. Rafael, um, I just want to invite everybody watching the show to go and check Cardiomatics. Check what they're doing is very very interesting and they're growing very fast. Uh, if you learn something today, and I, I think before the, if you learn, I just want to remind you something that I, I, I'm taking away from, from this conversation that doesn't matter what you're selling. Uh, you do need to have a brand. You need to have a message, You need to have something that your customer will relate to. And in this case, even if it's something that's saving lives or is full of real trust behind, it needs to happen. So keep it in mind. Rafael, thanks a lot. Everybody watching, don't forget if, to like this video and subscribe to our channel. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much, Rafael. Thank you. Good luck. That was a pleasure. Incoming chat.